When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Jermaine Johnson? Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host Will Parkinson at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special uh, combine episode back from Indy. Myself, um, Justice Jamie Erdahl herself is getting to uh, just got to Indy to do some field workouts. Jamie, how are we doing today? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I just found my little spot that I'm going to plant on the field, and the first group of quarterbacks and wide receivers are stretching right now. So we've officially timestamped this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're officially we're officially know exactly. Uh, Yep, exactly kind of where at. we are in the uh we are in the morning obviously i want to start we'll, we'll get to a couple senior bowl i mean a couple of combine guys and obviously the quarterbacks today but i want to start obviously the most yep. important kind of quarterback uh talk around the nfl right now is obviously i feel like the jets are the most important kind of quarterback situation i feel like it's everything else is going to go based off what happens there mm-hmm. um what i guess let's start with aaron Rodgers. like what do you make of this whole situation or i guess what do you kind of think ends up happening with the guy who no one really knows i guess well, you know, I always uh, want to put a precursor on it as like a girl that grew up in Minnesota and uh, grew up watching a lot of Vikings games. So take for what I say about a Packers quarterback with a grain of salt, I think at times, um, you know, the narrative behind him and his decision-making process, I think has been exhausting for a lot of people over the last couple of years. I think what's actually the only kind of refreshing way to spin it is the fact that different teams get involved at different times. So I'm actually kind of glad that at this point, it's not just a like, is it the Packers or is it not? Like we're actually looking at, and the Jets seem to be at the top of that list at other teams that would be a good fit for him. Um, you, you, you kind of play like a self-elimination game with him in particular. And it's like, I don't think he's going to stay in the NFC. And we talked about that on the show this week. Like then if you do flip to become an AFC quarterback, it's like, damn, that's a hell of a list of quarterbacks that you got to go up against. And I know he's great and I know he's Aaron Rodgers, but like there are some guys in the AFC. So especially in the AFC East. So it's, it's crazy to think how much better he could make the Packers. I actually don't love the fit personally. Um, I I do think it would be really fun and flashy for again, the year or two that he has left on his current contract. But I think the jets are built for a more long-term succession plan than you don't just need a guy for the next two years. You need a five-year guy. Or if you only have a guy for a year or two, it doesn't need to be that expensive. So I see it. I hear people, um, you know, the Raiders thing actually makes a little bit more sense. But, like, he's expensive. I think the Raiders desperately need to win more now than the Jets do in terms of what the Jets are trying to build because they got a lot of great young guys. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's You can just go back and forth of – you know, the ideal scenario, it's like the two-year window that the Bucks created with Tom Brady. You have a lot of these young right. guys that haven't gotten paid yet. You hope that all this talent you had, it was the Jameis Winston right. was the problem and all that type of stuff. The other flip side is if you don't win and then, like, now you're kind of – you shit out of luck, for lack of a better term. 
Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, all those guys are on their rookie deal now, but like in three years, if their car only works out for two or three years, like then they're all in their fifth year and you're like, well, then they are in that desperation win now time. So, you know, if there was a perfect way to do it, I think we'd have, you know, teams that had it figured out, but obviously there's not. So it just feels like a lot to give up for too short of a term for the Jets, for the Jets. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Look at, and then at the end of the day, as Daniel Jeremiah kind of said yesterday, if it doesn't end up being a first round pick and all of a sudden, then it changes the narrative. It's like, okay, we don't have to give up yeah. a lot. It's worth a two year window. Yeah. It'd be fun in New York, obviously, uh, just to see how what much you, stuff. What do you think have. about his? Cause I really have, I've tried to detach myself from like my personal feelings about it. Um, what do you think about his personality? And cause I'm not from New York. I don't get it as much as other people do. Like in New York, do you, do you think it would work? I think it would. So I think he's one of those people that, he just likes he likes the sound of his own voice sometimes for better or worse and I think it yeah. would work in New York I think if he wins in New York it, it's just like it's going to catapult him that gets him the Jeopardy job it's like he's yeah. on countdown and he's goes in the Romo Brady kind of bucket with if it doesn't go well you chalk it up to oh he's 40 years old and he's stuck in his ways and stuff but I think it would work I just I guess my bigger concern is that actually Derek Carr working in New York because I, mm. I just feel like there's a lot of sensitivity there and it's okay to be sensitive like Aaron Rodgers is sensitive himself but I don't know. What do you think about Carr? Because I think that's more of the question of like a lot of it on the field makes sense. Good quarterback won't be enough to give up picks, but I don't know if he takes you over the hump with Mahomes, Burrow, those guys and the sensitivity thing. It's like, what if it flames out? They start 0-3 all of a sudden, you know, you guys lead block is, does Derek Carr get benched by week five? Like that's what I feel like he's trending. It is kind of a ruthless truth when you really say like what you kind of shook me actually when you say like, is he going to get over the hump of Burrow and Mahomes and Allen I'm like oh god it's it's insane how talented the AFC quarterbacks are and obviously uh, Derek Carr couldn't do it when he was already in uh, Mahomes' own division so why do we think any differently would happen in the AFC East um it, it it's it is one of the more fascinating and and furthermore I think it's so interesting the different timelines that we're dealing with between Rodgers and Derek Carr because it's like the chicken or the egg it's like is Carr gonna decide or is a team gonna go for Carr because they just don't know what Rodgers is going to do because they could have had Carr last week. They could have him next hour tomorrow. Um, it is interesting that we're not, they're not on the identical kind of like rat race in terms of the NFL calendar. Yeah. It's, I think Derek Carr is probably saying like, if it, once Rodgers decides now I can get a couple extra million dollars or maybe Daniel Jones gets $45 million, which would be ridiculous. And now it's like, I'm better than Daniel That's Jones, insane. which yeah, like, I have see, as we all know, the number's a little fluky with contracts. It's really what the guaranteed money is. But that said, um, Derek Carr's leverage will only continue to grow, get bigger. If, you know, Rogers says, I'm going back to Green Bay. Now the Jets are going to have to up yeah. that dollar amount or uh, the Saints or, or Panthers or anything like that. Obviously, you know, this year was probably, this is your first year on the show and, um, you know, first year hosting. And the Jets actually were relevant, especially the beginning of the year, the first 10 yeah. to probably 14 weeks of the year. What was it like being in New York? Cover, like with the New York team, both New York teams being actually relevant, and did it make the show more exciting, or was it just like this? Is, I mean, they haven't been good in so long. I think it made it more exciting because you know, for a guy like Peter Schrager, who is so in touch with the New York market, you know, he has like a different pep in his step when the Giants are spicy, when the Jets have something going on. So we all kind of draft off each other at different times. I won't name names, but there are certainly other teams in the league that kind of can be like the joke, the butt of the joke of their division, and editorially I can kind of see how they go by the wayside we don't make fun of them we just straight up don't talk about them and that's kind of like if a coach stops yelling at you kind of situation Um, but living in New York I think 
the Jets and the Giants, when they've had their hard years, they're just like right there and they're just kind of like fodder for the butt of those jokes. But so the fact that they kind of were like puffing their chests out and were like, no, we're here, we're doing it. We have these rosters like seemingly figured out great head coaches. Like what I found very likable, very different, very likable personalities in both Dable and Sala. Um, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I think the more teams give us something to talk about, whether it be good or be bad, to your point, the Jets, they had a great start. And then even when things started to unravel to kind of, it, it wasn't week two, you know, it was early December and we were talking about Flacco and Wilson and the, the and it's just like, it was, it, I learned a lot in terms of like what we do care about and the, the Jets and the Giants, like being competitive was, I think, good for the show. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I think you look at just, they're both, again, you said they have big personality, had coaches in very different ways, obviously. Yeah, um, very, very different, different yeah. Very different, but, you know, the Jets had these big personalities. You know, we had Sauce Gardner, obviously, yesterday, you know, on your guys' network. He's a guy, awesome. he's a And I star. heard he, like, wants <laughs> to come back and, like, hang around. He just, I think he just, rightfully so, like, he wants to soak it all in and learn as much as he can. And he, he's got it, you know, he's, he's of the new generation of, I think, you know, there was, like, a there were personalities in the game before media was ever present and then media became ever present and social media. And I think guys were like fighting vehemently, like, leave me alone, leave me alone. I don't want to be the guy. And now it's like this hybrid of like the young guys are, have grown up in this ever present social media generation and they're taking advantage of it. And I think that's what sauce is doing. And he was great yesterday. Yeah. He's, he was, he was exciting. Of course, said something about the Seahawks meeting, not being good. Now it's going to fuel the, the Seahawks jets thing yep. over and over. That's yep. never going to die. Unfortunately. Um, I guess it's, I guess it's <laughs> funny. Although both guys, you know, are, are him and Tariq Woolen are very good. <laughs> Obviously your first, you know, full year on the show and it's been a lot of exciting times. Is there anything that like you were surprised about kind of coming into this type of situation or that it, was better than you expected or like Kyle almost falling off a chair every day. Like what, <laughs> I guess what was kind of different or, or maybe some more exciting about the kind of your first year on the show. You know what I was, I was so surprised by was um, I was nervous that it, it's a lot of TV. It's so 15 hours is a lot of TV in a week, but when the football, when games are being played, it fills up really nicely. Um, I started in August, August 1st with, with McCordy and I think he and I are both kind of like nervous about this upcoming off season. Cause we really had no off season. We didn't have to experience it. We just jumped right into preseason and then games. So um, I'm a little bit tepid about like 15 hours of off season television. Um, that being said, I I'm really proud of how much space there is. I think for all of us to just like be ourselves. Um, it's, I think Jason and I in particular for different reasons are going to figure out how to kind of best grow. You know, McCordy's new to television not new to the NFL. I feel like I'm a bit of a return to the NFL after being on the sideline and then going to college and not coming back, but I have more of the television experience. So like, we've definitely kind of like vibed off each other being the new people. And then Peter and Kyle are just like such great creative anchors that are kind of like our shift, our, our North star, if you will, from an editorial direction. But they're also just like, you do you do, do whatever, you know, gimmick or segment or idea you have. And it'll go up in flames or it'll go down in flames. And I think that's kind of like the, the, the beauty of the freedom that those two guys, but also the network and the show allows you to have. Yeah. I think that's something that there's a big reason why people, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers talked about it a bunch of just like, this is why a lot of these people, a lot of players around the league like the show is because it's not kind of the same, like 
flash. I mean, yes, you have to talk about the hot topics, but like, it's not always yeah. like that. Uh, before we wrap here, obviously you're on, you know, on the field today, you get the quarterbacks and there's a yeah. lot of talk, you know, you have two guys on the opposite sides of the spectrum, the Anthony Richardson, who's six, five, 245 pounds or 10 and a half inch hands, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. And then you have a Bryce Young mm -hmm. who ended up weighing over 200 pounds. I think we all know that's very much uh fighting weight where he's probably more so 180 let's just pounds. say there's a reason why he's probably not throwing at yeah. 204 today we, we <laughs> joked yesterday everyone joked we're like bryce take your shirt off how how fat did you get the last uh right, six exactly. weeks but are who are you guys most excited to see you know work out obviously the the big arm quarterbacks are all working out is there someone that kind of sticks out to you uh you know today or a guy or two i guess um, personally, I feel, um, excited for, you know, I think a couple guys, Will Levis and CJ Stroud both feel like guys that they're out here to put a stamp on like the true definition of the kinds of quarterback they are, whether they're very different quarterbacks, but like, you know, the sample size that we all look at when we watch these guys play in college is like, you can pick and choose games, weeks, seasons, and like the Will Levis, Liam Cohen experience in his sophomore season, I believe it was very different than the Will Levis we saw last year. He gets to come out here today and show as much as he can to the quarterback that he wants to be in the NFL. CJ Stroud yesterday was standing up there trying to defend why he didn't run the ball enough. And it's like, give the guy a break. Like, you know, it, you're making him regret how he scrambled like in his second year in college. Like it just, some of those questions I think are not realistic because it's like so much about the system. Um, Bryce Young, I feel... I really loved watching him answer his questions yesterday because I interviewed him when he won the Heisman and it, it, the narrative has, has always been his size and like, oh, wow, look at all he's accomplished. And he's just sitting there like, this isn't new. It's not like he shrunk and he's still doing this. Like he has had to live in this body, his current body since he was in high school and do this. Um, I, I'm a little bit nervous for Anthony Richardson, honestly. So much talk and what I feel to be pressure in terms of his narrative and what he's trying to prove. I, I just don't want him to overdo it. You know, he's so naturally gifted. He's such an awesome guy. He's very charismatic. Um, I just want him to come in and just like own the moment, but not in like a shoot over the top kind of way. Yeah. I think uh, there's almost this pressure. Like, is he going to get the perfect raw athletic score? And like, is yeah. everyone's expecting him to do like almost like superhuman level stuff, which he can do. I'm not like, I, I hope yep. he does. I just, him and then like Will Levis yesterday like looked right in the my face and about eight hundred other people's face and was like I have a cannon I'm like the best yeah. arm in the draft I was like right okay well that that was yeah that was that was confident it looks it, it looks great in the fonts on Instagram you yeah know? I was gonna say it looks great on the, <laughs> on the, the quotable, graphic quotable um, but and I, I also get nervous <laughs> for those type of guys because it's like you want to see these guys play well and as you mentioned with Bryce I think Bryce is like you either accept it or you don't if you're scared about the size yeah. he's not it's not going to be for you like not he's not guy. going. Yeah, he's 5'10", 180 pounds, basically in, in real life. And that's mm -hmm. he's just a normal looking dude. So um, here's my thing about Bryce Young, though, is like what people what you should like about his game is that when a play breaks down, he makes things happen. And it's not in like the crazy way that Mahomes like behind the back stuff, which I, Bryce Young can do. But like he covered up, I think, for a lot of like offensive breakdowns at Alabama. He made people look good. And you can't be like this massive body rumbling around and do that like he's he uses his size to his advantage and makes the game better within his parameters yeah well I'll finish with this last question obviously you mentioned being a being a Vikings you know being from Minnesota and everything are you excited about this upcoming year that you know they get Brian Flores in I feel like they can upgrade a lot but at the same time it's almost like dude what do you do a quarterback because Kirk is Kirk but you know clearly there seems here's to be what's insane here's what's insane about like that 
you know, I was reading about what the Vikings could do in off season. And like, I am pumped. They, they have to figure out a lot of things on defense. I think um, whether it be free agents or draft or whatever, unfortunately they're, big draft pick from Georgia broke his leg in London last year, Lewis seen. So like gross. getting him back will be good. It was awful. I was there. It was heartbreaking. Um, you know, figuring out, I think Brian Flores is right for that job. Um, Kirk, it was, I was reading about how um, there was some chart I saw that was like, he takes up the biggest percentage of cap space this upcoming year and how Brady never, or Tom Brady never got above that when he was in new England. Um, and I always sit next to McCordy and McCordy is constantly like, make your money, make your money, make your money, which I respect and I get. But part of it is like, I never thought about asking Kirk, like, can you just tone it down like financially for a minute so we can like figure out some other things? Like, cause if you really do want to win with this team, there are some other things to figure out. It's so hard. Like the way you just said, the Vikings have to figure things out. They clinched the NFC North in like early December last year. They had all those unbelievable games. And yet once again, they go up in flames in the first round of the playoffs. It's like, it, it's like, to, to be honest, it's like the ultimate like Minnesota mentality. It's just like, we did shucks. Like we did great. And like, we lost to the Giants in the playoffs, but that's fine. It's fine. You know, it's, it's not yeah. fine. Like other teams make it. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, no, I Obviously, trust there me. were problems. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say like, I, I was, I'm a Yankee fan, so I know the Twins yeah. mentality when 100 games lose to the Yankees in the first round and go up in flames. It's like, oh, it's, we almost got Minnesota there. Minnesota nice. Yeah, no, it's, yep. I just think the Vikings are in a situation where that division is pretty, pretty shitty. So yep. uh, they think they can, they can figure out, you know, very easily, you know, you can, I don't know what you do with Kirk's contract, but lower the cap that you have to pay Justin Jefferson, Danny Hunter, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All these guys. So, um, Obviously appreciate taking some time, you know, live from the field right before yeah. you're about to, uh, you know, have to go on TV and watch some of these yeah. guys uh, work out. But, um, <laughs> you got me in the spirit. Now I'm yeah, good. <laughs> no, now, you're, now, you're, now you're ready to go watch, uh, watch some of these yep. quarterbacks, but appreciate taking some time. Obviously you can catch Jamie, uh, you know, every morning on, uh, on Good Morning Football and, um, you know, do a great job. So appreciate you uh, taking some time. Thanks, Will.